0: Just throwing down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. sports. You'll be a little smarter and will be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us us off. All right, on that note, we're throwing down. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Throwing Down with Justin Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. And we did a lot of rambling and talking about our personal lives and different things going on. So on this what people are calling end of summer, um, I'm holding on to summer with all of my heart. And with that, we're just gonna jump right in. So I'm over summer. Oh, disagree. <laughs> disagree over it. I'm disagree so over it. everyone's getting pumpkin coffee i saw i got like a starbucks notification um and all the pumpkin fall menus are back and i was like nah i was like no well i'm not really a pumpkin coffee person either we but, got pumpkin
1: beer on draft at the bar i work yeah. at like three weeks ago and that mentally prepared me for the send-off of summer i was
0: in the liquor store and they had all the pumpkin beers out and i like those better than i like pumpkin coffee But I, I'm not the, I'm not a pumpkin coffee person. I'm not like a flavored coffee person. I like, I'll drink anything really. Like I'll try anything once, but like as far as every day, like, like I don't, like if I'm drinking something throughout the day, I don't want some, like I'm just not a sweet coffee person. So the pumpkin coffee thing isn't really my thing, but it still makes me a little sad when I'm like, oh, you guys are letting go of summer already. First of all, summer doesn't end until September 21st. I'm just putting that out there. It's also going to be, like, 80 degrees until, like, well into October, so. good
1: point. It's really hot out
0: today. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone's, it's, like, Labor Day was yesterday, so everybody's like, oh, bye, summer, and I'm like, no! I was like, we're still doing this. The leaves haven't changed yet. Let's everybody, like, put on the brakes. We're still doing summer for a little bit. Summer was kind of fake, so I'm hanging on to it for as long as I can. Cool. I'm, like, ready
1: for it to be, like, okay for me to not leave my house, like, anymore. When it's it's like hoody weather, which
0: I do love fall. I want to say I love fall because I'm a huge hoody person, huge sweatshirt person, huge crew neck sweater person. So, like, that's – I really thrive in that, but I also just love summer. Okay. We're done with this. We're just going to jump right in yes. with some news of the week. That's all – it's not all hilarious. A lot of it is. There's I'm, so much There's just on. so much. Okay, I'm going to start with a little anecdote about the first thing we're going to touch on. We're just going to touch on these quickly, run right through them. Um, this morning, went on Twitter and doing some research for the episode today, and Odell Beckham Jr. was trending. And everyone, all, when you click on the trend, all of it is people being like, when Odell wakes up and sees why he's trending. Now, I, as someone that goes to bed at four in the morning, saw last night that he was listed as the number two receiver, and at three in the morning, people were like, oh, who would have thought Odell would be the second receiver? Um, So I'm thinking, so I wake up in the morning, and everyone's like, when you find out why Odell's trending and, like, kind of freaking out, and I'm kind of like, "I I don't want to call it old news, but, like, that happened last night, and... I was like, maybe I was just up really, really late and everybody, like, missed it or whatever. But I thought it was kind of, like, ahead of the game. It was like, yeah, Odell's the second receiver. I mean, we'll talk about it, but whatever. And then, so I texted Jess all on my high horse of, like, I don't know why everybody's freaking out. This has been going on since last night. Um, and then I –
1: Conveniently,
0: we were both awake at the same time. Yeah. it usually I, never happens. I know. I read through um, the trending tweets about him a little bit more and – that wasn't why he was trending.
1: I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> not the number two wide receiver. Um,
0: he uh, just
1: loves the number two. Oh, I know
0: what I mean? No, that was good. Did you come up with that right now? Yes, that my was brain good. works wow. today. Wow, that was good. Okay, so I don't really care to get into this topic any further. Yeah. Um. Other than just, yeah, I don't really have any. Well, it's I don't really have any good words. gossip. So the whole and thing you know, is you this, know, we love the sports drama. Love all about that's the sports. Why this drama. is so
1: funny because well, and it's like, funny because some we were both said this.
0: We were both like all high and mighty about like, okay, yeah, he's the second receiver. What of it? And I was like, oh no, that's not. Here's the, the only thing I want to
1: address on this is one, it's allegedly right. Mm-hmm. And like either way, that's hilarious. Some people are just into weird things. I think that's still super weird. Yeah, people are but doing it's things. Odell Beckham. So, Is that even? I though? don't know what I would do. <laughs> Feels like it might not be. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I was in this girl's shoes, because like. Okay, can we talk about DeAndre Hopkins? Okay,
0: so also, in other
1: other NFL news, other more comfortable NFL news, DeAndre Hopkins was just offered a large deal of money, um, and it made him the highest paid non-QB in NFL history
0: And his his family surprised him at the Zoom press conference, and it was really sweet. And this is, I think we've... I mean, I guess the only kind of thing I have to say about this is that I feel like a lot of sports news the past couple of years is so-and-so becomes the highest paid X. And it's like um, – it, like, keeps getting higher, and that happened a lot during MLB free agency a few years ago. Manny Machado was the highest paid, and then it was Mike Trout, and he just kept getting higher and higher, which I think is really interesting that athletes are just making so much more money, um, and that's – it's – I don't know, it's complicated because athletes obviously should be compensated – um fairly for their talents where's the limit know what I mean I don't know yeah I think that's like kind of the next question is like we keep breaking the record for the highest paid player in whatever league um and is there is there a ceiling to that limit I guess um because sports is such a huge business industry and props to Cardinals fans because you have a good dude around for a long time um they're rocking NBA news is i don't even know where to it's electric it's not if you're even not moves, watching at the nba playoffs, bubble, basketball is a different level on. and i hope i don't know what it is and i would actually love to be able to talk to like a psychologist or somebody like a, a sports psychologist or somebody to, to no i'm serious to kind of inquire about and maybe we do a whole episode on this but like what could be the reasons behind the bubble basketball just being like this next level competition like is it just is it us like have we just missed it so much but it's not because these games are crazy entertaining um so that's something that's like really interesting to me i'm like is it because they're all living together is it i don't know it could be i think it's because it's like they're never off the clock
1: yeah and people are getting kicked in the face Middle fingers are being thrown. People are getting dunked on left and right. I have never they're, seen so many shots dunks.
0: Have never been so casual before. I just and, see. I feel like I see so many casual dunks. Not, not like they're casual, but it's not like oh my god, crazy yes. damn thing. Like they happen a few times per game, um, and, and there's someone still just has a a special. not a good
1: vertical. Like that's super impressive. Like yeah. I watched the these dunks. I'm like. what you're like super crazy it's Um, super
0: impressive
1: put nba basketball on
0: all the time um and it's on in the middle of the day too congratulations (laughs) (laughs) um
1: and if you don't have a job like lily or i that's
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway nba is wild mlb also wild in a different way um yes yankees are fill in the blank Losers, (laughs) Losers, <laughs> so nice.
1: To that say felt that personal. Now. That felt personal. It did because, like, all these like Yankees Twitter is like, "Oh, the Yankees suck," blah, 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 blah. and it's just like, okay, yeah, like, welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm a Mets Yeah, fan. the Mets I, I have lie. been.
0: The Mets have also been uh kind of even, stinky. I'm not gonna talk about the Red Sox. I'm just. I'm refusing to comment. I mean,
1: in other Mets news, um, Jennifer Lopez actually told yes, the news. JLo, Post, my girl. I love She J-Lo. said, it ain't over till it's over. So Jennifer Lopez and A Rod are still trying to bid on buying the Mets. They put in a $2.35 billion deal. Uh, they think that because they're both New Yorkers, they're the best people to take over the team. And I read this in the New York Post article that if they get the team, they promise a World Series within a decade, so 10 years, or they'll donate $100 million to New York charities and stuff. And, like, honestly, that's, like, I got- That's, like, a win-win,
0: I think. Like, that sounds like the textbook definition it's of like a win-win. It's, like, kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> and also when JLo's like, what'd she say, I'm not backing down – If J Lo ever like looks me in the eye and is like, I'm not backing down. I'm like, okay, you can take everything. I'm like, you can have it. You can have it, J Lo. Take it. It's all yours. Um. So, I guess we'll see. I like. I've enjoyed the Mets buying saga. That's been interesting to me. No, Um, we should like, like, especially because of like the J. Yeah, like the J Lo A Rod thing. Like the the celebrity of it. Like adds this other level to it um so just also
1: like though like i mean he was on the yankees but whatever mm-hmm, who cares whatever. anyone but the will ponds is like
0: fine <laughs> this is like me. take them take them so other things happening in new york u.s open was this past yes. weekend um and kind of doing some research for today's episode about serena williams she won her 24th grand slam title um at this tournament And for people that don't know, Grand Slams and Tennis are like the majors in golf. So she wins this title, and I Google Serena Williams to kind of get some information on on the match, whole thing. The first three, you can do Google, and you can do like all, or images, or news, and sometimes if you Google something newsworthy, the news things just come up automatically. And it gives you three hits, and the first three hits were, the first two were, Serena Williams' interaction with her daughter was super sweet. The second one was like, see this moment between Serena Williams and her daughter at the U.S. Open. And then the third one was finally what I was looking for, where more information about the match, about her title. And the, the article noted in the headline, um, Serena Williams wins title, um, three mothers. In the title, it was like three mothers something, like three mothers make it to the finals. And I just found it very interesting, and don't come at me, being a mother is like an insanely hard job. It is like one of the strongest and like most dedicated things that I think human beings are capable of and can do, like being a mother or raising a child. However, no one, not a single person and I'm telling you, if we are talking about a man, doesn't matter what sport, if a man wins his X title or major, the first three headlines aren't gonna be about his interactions with her, ki- his kids. And I'm telling you that right now. And I think for me, it's frustrating because I saw a tweet this weekend that was like, stop calling Serena Williams the greatest tennis player of all time. She is the greatest athlete of all time. Yes. And I would totally endorse that sentiment. So it's just very frustrating to me when I'm trying to like do a little research on Serena Williams, her titles, her current titles, her past titles, all that. And the first three things that come up are like, here's a cute video of her and her daughter. Don't get me wrong, the video of her and her daughter and her husband holding her daughter (laughs) and her waving. Like, there's a, it was, I did really love that. It was super sweet because you see the video and the daughter waves and then Serena waves and she's taking a sip of water. And then she, like, sees the daughter waving and, like, is, like, so excitedly waving. Like, she's, like, kind of, like, giddy. And it's so sweet. It's a really sweet interaction. But also, she won her 24th Grand Slam title. So I feel like it's not Serena Williams' while winning her fourth Grand Slam title has cute interaction with her daughter. It's Serena Williams won her 24th Grand Slam title. End of headline. And if you want to in the article include like, here's this other cute thing that happened, but that's not the headline. Her being a mother isn't the headline. It's her being an athlete and it's her winning this title. And it's just, and it's a complicated thing because I don't want to take away from the fact that she's a mother because she played pregnant and it was like the most insane athletic performance of all time. And it was done by a pregnant woman, which is just crazy because I don't even, when I, like, uh, being pregnant seems like the most difficult thing in the world. Um, and then playing tennis also seems extremely difficult. So I cannot even fathom how Two things I would woman. not like to do at the time. Two things times. I think <laughs> I would, the two things I think are very difficult being done at the same time. Oh, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> and yeah, and so I think that it's just like, ugh, it's just so classic that like the the top two headlines are like, oh woman has cute interaction with her daughter, which is sweet, but like, that's not a headline. They teach you in journalism school. They're like, is it news? You have to answer the question, is it news? So when, and they give you examples, they're like, player talks to other player about upcoming game, not news. Like that's, that's just not news. It's not important. It's not, it's not not important, but just because something's important doesn't mean it's news. And it's just, I keep just repeating the same thing here. But when does Serena Williams just get to be recognized as Serena Williams phenomenal athlete? It just well, I just don't know. And, the and reason... she's a mother, but also like let's focus on it. Shouldn't be the number one headline. It just shouldn't. Yeah. The top three headlines shouldn't be about mother and daughter. Because the 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 interaction that happened between Serena Williams and her daughter is something that could happen between my mom and me, your mom and you. It it's not news. It's cute, mm-hmm. but you would just never. The it's, only reason
1: it's news is because she's a phenomenal athlete. Exactly.
0: And the thing, and it's, if we want to talk about athletes having adorable interactions with their kids, let's do it. But let's do it for male and female athletes. Let's not just do it for female athletes because people talked about Mike Trout being a dad for like two days and then it was over. And,
1: and I feel like we've been talking about Serena Williams being a mother for a very forever. long time. Forever.
0: And it's, again, I know I said it's complicated because it. I, don't, I don't want people to think I don't think it's important or, like, strong or whatever that she's a mother, but it just cannot be the most important headline when she wins a Grand Slam title.
1: Well, and the other thing that connects kind of all of this together was that in 2018 at the U.S. Open, she was severely um criticized mm-hmm. for speaking out against umpire Carlos Ramos um for she like broke her racket uh called him out for taking points away for her for no reason and we just see this with male athletes a lot um you know speaking out against refs looking for clarification on a call that they made and Like, the world kind of didn't agree with Serena Williams back then. I mean, that wasn't as clear-cut, I think, as the uh, Djokovic case that happened the other day. Mm -hmm. But again, like, how come when a male abruptly speaks out against something, it's him being passionate about his profession but when she does it, she's yeah. viewed as crazy.
0: Kind she's of. Angry just and she's angry. She's food for yeah. thought for And I just want to, I, I want to be really clear in case I wasn't before, and I know I keep trying to like, like guard myself here because I do think that her being a mother is absolutely fantastic and phenomenal. But my issue is that the 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 first two headlines mention Serena Williams has cute moment with her daughter at U.S. Open. With no mention of her winning the title, it is not mentioned. Right. If you did not follow tennis, if you did not follow sports, you would not know. You would not and know. And if you she didn't click Sunday on match. that
1: link and read it, you wouldn't have known that. You and wouldn't have known. Not a, yeah. a lot of
0: people will go that far. As we know, weekend. people don't actually read the whole article; they just read the headline. And it takes—it's three headlines in that you find out um, that she wins a Grand Slam title, and a comeback win, and it's also listed as like, and three mothers make it to the make it to the finals, as if they're saying that it's like it's rare for mothers to make it to the finals. When it's right. not, it's not. Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time, and she did it while being freaking pregnant. And I think it's just very frustrating that it just doesn't feel like the, maybe it's all in the wording. Is that the thing? It's like, maybe if you yeah. change it to. Well, that's my while problem winning, with it, yeah. though.
1: Like, you would expect, as somebody who studied sports communications and wants... A professional career in that industry, it's a little disheartening to see that a lot of journalists don't see that and realize how important their words are. And for someone like Stephen A. Smith, he thought that it was disgusting what happened to Djokovic, but he thought Serena Williams was so wrong, whatever. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, that's fine. But Stephen A. Smith, you are one of the key faces of of this. Yeah, the most influential
0: people in the media. Exactly. You are a leader.
1: You're an influence. You're a role model. Like, please, as a young woman in this industry, if Stephen A. Smith is ever listening to this, can you just please take a little bit more responsibility and what what people think of the what the things that you say like the way you just said lily like it's the wording i get what they're trying to do with their ceo whatever the hell their intentions are but your wording is it matters it matters is misconstruing the way that people are putting your priorities out there like they're yeah. obviously thinking like you think that they're prioritizing her being a mother over her being an athlete or whatever mm-hmm. and, and maybe like, you're not but Stephen that's a- how it reads exactly and Stephen A Smith like regardless don't just straight up call her wrong like Stephen A I've listened to the guy like he defends people who do this all the time he's a player's guy not a ref's guy so how come he can't be a player's guy for Serena? Selena, I don't get yeah. it. I actually kind of was shocked when he was so critical of her when this happened in 2018, because, like, dude, what? She's a killer athlete. She's passionate about what she's doing, and this is the US. This is the US Open. This isn't like she wants to win a fucking Grand Slam. Like I don't. I didn't understand it. That's yeah. how this situation that happened with Djokovic kind of reflects on the difference between female athletes and male athletes and how and how they're covered. Viewed. Yeah. Yeah. And what the think- public views is different, but for people in the sports media industry and people who are trained and paid to cover these sports and inform the public of things that they didn't know before, doing their job... I would like to see people take a little bit more care with the words that they use when they cover these sports.
0: Yeah. And I think just like as closing remarks, awesome Serena Williams is a mother. It's awesome her daughter and husband are supporting her. Um, However, let's not let that be the only story. Let's also take her athletic accomplishments into consideration in their own light um, with her as an (coughs) athlete. And I think, I guess my point here, I guess the, the large point I'm trying to make is that cover male and female athletes the same. So if you're going to talk about, if all people are going to talk about Serena Williams and her daughter at the U.S. Open because it's cute, then do that with male athletes too. And you don't, people don't do that. They just don't. And I think the other thing is that like representation does matter. Serena Williams is this huge role model for like girls who want to play sports, who want to cover sports, all of that. And so don't limit her accomplishments just to her being a mother. Let her be the greatest athlete of all time. Also let her be a mother. But don't limit her like that.
1: And I think that they should have let Djokovic keep playing. The call was kind of a story. And going back to that. And um, we're full circle now. So we mentioned the exit of summer, which means the entrance of NFL football. Go. And fantasy draft season. So I did a draft last night with a couple of my friends for fantasy football. I drafted
0: on Sunday. Um, and I have a few. So, I have a few more.
1: Let's talk a little fantasy. Yes. What we're not going to do for you guys, as um, just an FYI, mm-hmm. not going to give you my top picks. I don't care about power rankings. I kind of just want to talk about the importance of fantasy football and fantasy sports to you, Lily. Like, why do you do it?
0: Okay, I think this is a really. Like you said, no one cares who our top wide receivers are. They just don't because there's a thousand. Because they're going pod- to say we're just
1: chicks anyway, so.
0: Yeah, so, and also, I, you can get that from a thousand other podcasts, and I think at this point when people, like, when you're just, <laughs> everyone just keeps reiterating, draft Christian McCaffrey, and you're like, okay. Um, get it. Yahoo like, tells me that fine. too. Um, and it's just kind of like, to me, it's like, you can kind of get them in a few places and i think beyond that everybody's just kind of reiterating the same thing which is important but it is kind of the same thing so we're not going to do that but we're going to talk about like just ask you why is it important to me the culture of it because fantasy has like almost quite literally taken over the world um mm-hmm. fantasy is important to me question mark um, fan- I am not a huge fantasy person, so when you ask, like, why it's important to me, there isn't some answer that I have Or like, oh, it's And really- so it's not
1: important to you, but why do you do it? So yeah, you know? so that's,
0: like, kind of what I'm getting at, is that, like, it's not something that I, like, I do not spend my summer doing mock drafts and, like, waiting and waiting and waiting for the season to start. I like doing it. I think fantasy is really fun, and I think it is a good way to, like, have this kind of friendly competition with your friends, For me, I really like it because I think it makes me a much better active listener to games that I would not typically be watching. Or not watching, but games that I would typically typically be paying active attention to. Uh, And so I think this goes for a lot of people. But it it drags me into games that weren't necessarily games that I was super intent on watching. And it makes me uh, watch a lot closer. And I think that that's really fun because you get to see a lot of different talent from what you're your usual team or the teams you watch every week are um and so I think it gives you a much bigger picture of like the NFL and things which I really like um and then I think it is again not for me but I think it is just like become the culture to the way that like it used to be and still is that like Sundays people wake up and they start watching football and they do so until 11 p.m at night whether you go to a bar and do that, which you can't this year, um, or you do it at home, or you invite people over, you go to a friend's house, whatever, it is just like, it has become such a part of people's lives. And I think now it's become an even bigger, the. that's obviously still a part of people's lives, but I think the fantasy thing is just like this whole other level, where, like myself, I think it brings interest to games that people typically wouldn't be interested in because it's not their team. Um, and so it brings people into those kind of things. And... I don't know. I think it just, it's, it's a great taken way over. for people to bond. Yeah. And I think, so there's so many things about fantasy. So Jess, why do you do fantasy? Now I want to know your answer. Well,
1: I don't really like doing fantasy. I, we same do get way. dragged
0: into it. I think
1: I, here's my thing. I don't like it for the same reason why I don't like betting on sports is mm. because I, the reason I fell in love with sport and like, Like studying this, yes, I'm a fan, but I love studying this a lot. Is because everything about sports is so unexpected, it's crazy. You know, athletes can get injured in a day, teams can win, underdogs are real, dynasties are critical, and it's just so crazy. And I love that about it, so I don't Mm -hmm. ever And actually some of my favorite games to watch are the games where I'm not cheering for one team and I can just straight up admire the talents and the game quality, um, of the matchup. But I am, when I do do fantasy, I just really like to do it because it just gives me a reason to like talk to my friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, like keep up with it. And you're right. Like it's because it's kind of exhausting. Um, I'm not very – I don't like know I'm, if
0: this is you as well. Though, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if this applies to you as well, but we were talking about this earlier, how, like, I'm – I think I'm pretty okay at fantasy. Like, I'm very, like, middle of the pack. Um, oh,
1: I'm so bad at it, but I'm just not And lucky. it's not
0: – but, and you know, when people say and it's not for lack of trying, it completely is for a lack of trying. And that, like – No, I trust See, I do I don't. just – it's just something that like, problem
1: I just never get a good I never get a good draft pick and people kind of say that it doesn't like it doesn't really matter but like I kind of think it does I'm just so not lucky you know it's, it's <laughs> are you it's, blaming
0: all... your being bad at fantasy on luck I am okay no that's fair You're I think lie. a lot
1: of it's luck I think luck has a lot to do with sports which is why I think it Everything about it is so. Well, unexpected. so I think that th- this is where I think fantasy gets like people super are totally interesting. gonna shit on me for that. And Whatever. look, like, well, I, I think th- this is where like I the didn't psychology of fantasy baseball. I fantasy baseball. I didn't. Oh,
0: try. I, lo- I lost my I'm password. Right I don't anymore. get fantasy. To be fair, I do not get fantasy baseball. Fantasy football makes sense to me. Nothing right. about fantasy baseball mm. makes sense to me. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But let me just say that I think the psychology behind like fantasy football is very interesting. Because I think there's basically two schools of thought. And I think one of them is carried by people that are not into it and do not care about it. And one of them is carried by people who are super into it. The first one being that you could auto draft and do just as well if you did mock draft upon mock draft upon mock draft before, because you're just going to pick the highest player. And people believe that if it doesn't matter you just put pick the highest number of points and you can do well. And then there's people so, that think that there's a strategy and that you really have to plan out your draft and there's like certain strategies to it and things like that. I don't know that either one of those people or groups of people are 100% right. I think it's a little bit of both because as we know with fantasy football, the best player does not is not does not translate to being the best player on your fantasy team. Like Tom Brady has been a notoriously like not like you'd think if you are a casual football fan that follows the NFL as a whole but not fantasy, you would um, assume that Tom Brady and the success that he have would be like the best pick in fantasy. And I have never, I don't think, heard anybody say like Tom Brady is an absolute must pick. In oh fantasy. my god! And I
1: asked my friends at brunch the other day, I was like, So are you guys gonna pick up like Tom Brady as like what top fantasy football season? And they were like, no, what are you out of your mind? I'm like, I'm just asking you guys where your philosophy comes from on all this. Like, you, you, it's like I slapped their mother across the face. It's like, like, ah! <laughs> because that's the whole thing. I mean, I, I guess I'd like to say, like, I do research on mm-hmm. it, but this is what I was going to say back before. You know, fantasy, like, <clears throat> playing has been so critical in, like, the culture today because I think, the emphasis on sports analytics and stats mm-hmm. that has like become in the last couple of years, like plays a huge part in that because, like you just said, the best player on your team isn't necessarily gonna be the best fantasy pick. And me, I mean, we took what like one sports analytics class. Like I understand the importance of it and I value it as like a new way of thinking about sports but I'm not a big stats a big girl.
0: person. Yeah. So
1: I'm not a big numbers person. That's why I'm a freaking comm major. So I do have to prepare and think about it. Mm-hmm. I think more than other people, but for
0: some reason, I
1: just feel like I get screwed. Every time. <laughs> like sports and luck. I think Play a role together. I I don't though. I do think that if you practice and work your hardest every day, you're gonna be great. This is been oh life advice God. with Jess King. I don't know.
0: So I am just cursed. I'm cursed. I. This I feels never... like a personal. This is this feels like a personal thing. When you said you wanted so... to talk about this, it was making me sweat. Like so. I'm okay. Sweating. Since Jess is doing like a her a Jess thing right now. Um. My next kind of we talked about like why we do it. So kind of like the introduction into it. And so like now I kind of want to ask you. Like I don't know. This isn't really one question, but like, what the culture of like being in a fantasy league is like. And I think I want to preface this by saying I think there's a few kind of leagues. People will just be in random leagues with strangers. Um I
1: don't. I don't which get is that. that's see that makes no sense to me. That I don't like so
0: strangers. Um, and then people will do family leagues, which I'm in a family league. Um, people do stuff with their friends, like, their coworkers and stuff, and so I think there's all sorts of really interesting, like, Stranger like, story. psychological dynamics that go into, like, fantasy leagues, and I, I tweeted the other day, total, like, shameless plug here, that I was, like, how your family fantasy league draft goes tells you everything you need to know about how fa- Thanksgiving is gonna go that year, uh, which my family's, like, really chill about it, like, we all, no one like hates each other because of it, but I will say my family drafted our fantasy league at 10 in the morning on a Sunday, which I don't know why, but it was kind you of You guys crazy. are going to be
1: putting the turkey in the oven at 9 a.m. That's how your <laughs> Thanksgiving's going to
0: go. <laughs> um, so we were drafting at 10 a.m. And it was a Sunday and I'm 22. So I was obviously asleep at 9 30. And my dad, who's in a few fantasy leagues and takes them very seriously, um, he comes into my room and wakes me up. And, but not Liz. Like, hey, good morning. It's morning. He goes, are you drafting? This is like nine forty five. Like, are you drafting? And I was like, hello. <laughs> um, I was like, hello. yeah. And I saw the clock, and it was nine forty five. And I was like, oh my! I was like, oh shit! Thank you for waking me up. Like, I was so psyched. But he was very like intense about. It. He's like, are you drafting? As if like it was like almost sarcastic. Like obviously, like what are you doing? It's like drafted. it was like, obviously I'm drafting. I just wasn't awake. Like, um do you think I am, Dad? like that was funny to me that I was like oh family dynamics and then I think there's like co-workers which I think people are a little more chill about it because everyone's just kind of in it you don't to really do know them thing. that well yeah you're trying, guys, it's trying to break then, the ice really. and then you do it with your friends and I with my really close friends from high school we've had a fantasy league for a while And the first year we did it it was like it was intense to the point where and I am not ashamed to admit this <laughs> my in my high school yearbook it you, everyone had like a quote and activities and their goal my goal was to win the fantasy league and I did the next oh year oh my god freshman year I won it um, it's like
1: so serious see I don't take a lot it of was, things but, in my life but seriously. hey goal
0: accomplished at the fifth year reunion at the five-year high school reunion I will have accomplished my goal the bar was very low but I did it <laughs> um, so no, but like my friends, we obviously like, we're joking and it doesn't actually like hurt our relationships with each other, but we well, get I was actually like I going to say the, the like, opposite.
1: Fun. You go. Yes. I'm not good at trash talk. I don't <laughs> like trash talk and nobody was talking any trash in our fantasy group chat. And someone was like, this isn't even fun. Like we're not even Aww. trash talking. Me doesn't really like confrontation that much anymore. I'm like no, guys, like, can we all just, like, be friends and, like, like oh. and wrap up a football team together? Like, yeah, I'm the only girl in our league. Nah, 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 Like, I just, I'm not gonna trash talk my friends over a It's bunch just not that deep. Guys and I, it numbers. is for people. It's not
0: that deep. It is for people, and I respect it. But for me, it's just not that deep. If I come in dead last in the fan, if I come in dead last in the fantasy league, the world's gonna keep spinning. I'm gonna be. But that's
1: why I wasn't even gonna do it with them because, like, they're men and they take it very seriously and very whatever. That's fine. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, Um, fantasy football has been around since 1962. Um, One of the part owners of the Oakland Raiders. Um, got together some friends, and they they did the first Fantasy Football League. It was called, I got this um, from an article, I think it was on Forbes, um, they created the GOPPPL, the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin, Pigskin Prog- Prognosticators League, um, and they would they would draft players and then basically oh give god. points based on Sounds their performances. Like of- then obviously, so people have been doing this since 1962. Obviously, in the late 90s with the internet, it kind of got a little bigger because rather than keeping points manually, like you would kind of have a scorekeeper. Oh my god! All Can of that you imagine doing fantasy without yeah, the internet? all of that was automated. Um, so it obviously made it bigger. And now I think over like 59 million people. That was in 2017. So it's probably more more than that like, by now. People play fantasy. Someone
1: a letter for your waiver wire, like no, that's a- that's what I think that's what people used to do yeah
0: take whatever (laughs) um but I so interesting like anecdote for me and like the old school fantasy I've always just done like an online snake draft super straightforward my dad this is actually the first year that he has done an online draft because him and his friends would use it as their kind of like yearly get together and they would draft in person so they would have like a board I think I don't know I never I never saw it but um, they would You're have like a board that. <laughs> yeah they would have like a board and they would manually draft it and then everything else was online but the draft was kind of like their initial kickoff yeah. we're all gonna see each other because we all have different schedules thing and i always thought that that was really cool well that's what makes it i think yeah and so i think that it is a thing and i think of that situation it's like oh these are people that my dad does not get to see very often because everybody has work and whatever and they kind of take this one day a year and they all get together and they do this really cool kind of like old-timey like manual in-person And I always thought that was super cool. And then it's like and now you can be in a league with people you straight up don't know. So I think that for people it is this like cool personal thing and a way to reconnect with people that they might not typically be connected with. Then people take it really really seriously or on 18 leagues and then there's obviously daily or what is it daily, weekly, like one time per week fantasy that's like dude, for money my drafting brain, stuff.
1: like my concentration does not work that much
0: yeah so, so then like, there's like daily fantasy which like people make money off of and people obviously make yeah. money and it's it's just there's so many levels to it it's right. very interesting it's such and it's a like,
1: lucrative business it
0: and is. it is completely and taken I over the
1: hustle I totally and there's
0: definitely the people that do not are not into football but are into fantasy like there has to be right yeah yeah you're so the reason they watch. Jess, any closing thoughts on fantasy football?
1: I don't know. I respect the hustle, but like, I'll tell you what. Right now, in weeks from now, I'm not coming in for well, place th- or <laughs> close to it. In my, mind. I want to
0: check in and like see. Like, maybe you are. I think it's like, and I think that that's oh, like I'll kind give of you guys' mis- updates. In, in two weeks, I'm gonna forget that I'm in a fantasy football. Yeah. League. Well, and that's I think like that's kind of my level of interest in it, is that I, I do it and I like doing it because it's like fun and it's like. A well, I'm also not in a big money league. Like it was a fifty dollars
1: yeah. buy-in, so that's different because like I. There's feel not like a lot on the line. The new twenty bucks now. I that kind of is like weird that for me to say, but whatever. It's not like two hundred dollars, whatever. Um. So, so we are on to something that I look forward to every, every- week. Last week we skipped the moment of the week. We're gonna do one this time, um, and be done
0: with that. So I don't have, have one. A I'll, f- I'll find one. I'll find one. So you go first. We can do tweets first. No, no, no. do moment. You go. You okay. go.
1: So my moment of the week is was Kawhi Leonard's middle finger block because it was. I watched it and I was like. Wow, that was kind of so graceful. And then I saw the replays and I, I was like that was his middle finger and then Twitter confirmed it was in fact his middle finger. And like, do you see this middle finger? I, I do, couldn't I even do. kill a bug if it was right in front of me like that with it. Like I'm mean, I'm weak. But like that's kind of impressive. I was actually like kind of speechless over something that was so simple. Mm-hmm. So that's my moment of the week because it was so badass. Like, yeah, I found imagine one. Imagine someone one. trying to talk shit to you, and it's like, yo, you see this? Beware, kid.
0: Beware. So that's a, that was an awesome moment. I, I'm really <laughs> glad you picked that one. Um, so my moment of the week. It's a little more serious, I think, um, was the moment on college game day when Kirk Herbstreet, um, gave us an emotional monologue just about kind of everything going on with racial injustice. Mm -hmm. Um, and he became very emotional and the thing that was, it was, everyone was talking about it, but the thing that was really, not hit home, but the thing that I found really powerful is watching Maria Taylor's reaction, um, the way she was reacting to his words. Obviously, Kirk Ripschew was very emotional himself. Um, and it was very moving to hear him just speak with a kind of sense of, um, like a, a plea for everybody to be better, but also in such a frustrated manner that like, it felt very like we just have to do better. And it almost felt like he was very frustrated. Uh, and I think that's why it was very powerful. It wasn't just saying, hey, we need to be better, but like, you could really feel the emotional frustration he felt about it. And then more so Maria Taylor's reaction. She was very, she reacted very emotionally as well. Um, And I think that I was just very powerful and a big, a big moment of like, we're doing this, we're doing the sports, we're doing, we're doing the sports. (laughs) Um, We're doing the NBA, we're doing college football, but let's not lose sight of the really important things that are going on. So that was mine. Um, And broadcasts can be so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. So I think that it's, that making points like that is important um tweet of the week jess i have a good one that i am very excited about oh you go first okay that made me excited um, excited for yankees fans so this is last night um or yesterday after the yankees happened i love making fun of excited yankees for yankees fans to discover baseball's true purpose feeling sad in a low stakes way <laughs> which you and i ugh, everyone's gonna like be mad at me oh my god don't even put yourself in the same category as me okay I know I was just everyone's gonna be mad at me like oh you're a Red Sox fan you never get it but like the Red Sox have had some sad freaking moments okay and I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying that I'm it's worse than being a Mets fan I will never I will not take that away from you but I'm just saying there's been some really frustrating times as a Red Sox fan and being sad in a low stakes way sums it up beautifully fair Okay. Just tweet of the oh, week. How go. I know
1: about all of baseball. Just tweet um, of the week before I keep talking. Professor Sarah Parkek at Indie from Space. Oh, that was Meg Rowley,
0: by the way. Who said that? I want to give her credit. Oh, on
1: your Twitter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is a funny one. Instead of blowing up things for a gender reveal party, the parents <gasps> to be, the parents <sighs> to be should hand out wallets. If there's a dollar inside, it's a boy. If there's seventy-two cents. It's a girl.
0: <laughs> you just, if you're watching the video of this, you saw my ecstatic reaction to that. Um, Which you guys
1: should all be watching the video. <laughs> yeah, watch it. It's
0: funny. I talk with my hands a lot. And we're um, pretty. <laughs> Jess, let me just tell you about that the story, the personal story behind that tweet.
1: Yeah, I think um, you like this and that's why I
0: came up with yeah, thing. So I don't know why I didn't think of using that because that, so basically oh, my mom, my mom read that tweet to me out loud on, like, whatever it was, Sunday morning or Monday morning whatever, she read it to me, I was, she was, like, oh my gosh, did you see this? And I was, like, that's hilarious and freaking fantastic. Um, like, four people throughout the day proceeded to send this to me and was, like, this seems so you, like, this is so up your alley. Someone goes, I read this in your voice. And I was, like, I love, there's something really fun about when, like, groups of people that don't know, or, like, people that don't know each other, but, but you know. But know you. Like, all send you the same thing. You're like, wow, this is really how people see me, isn't it? It's and a total it, Lily joke. Like- no, it totally is. And I, I think gender reveal parties are fucking stupid. Let me just say, <laughs> if I offended anybody with that, uh, okay. bye. But, like, gender reveal parties are so fucking stupid. And, <laughs> for and one of two of them have caused major wildfires now which is a huge <laughs> I can't issue
1: believe these guys. but i'm also
0: thinking like i'm just generally like i mean stop trying to like enforce these gender stereotypes on your children well, like- starting starting before they're born <laughs> like people are just so into it they're like we are good people are like they're gonna blow shit up, and if when they blow shit up, it's blue. They're like, we are, painting, really we are painting, we are painting our house blue. Everything we own is blue now. There will not be an ounce of pink in this house. We only own blue like, objects oh, now. Actually, I and read, I'm like, whoa! I read the sonogram wrong. That was just a piece of dust on. I know. It. Uh, you're <laughs> actually having a girl, <laughs> a girl. And
1: they're like, I can't return ten. And then of if paint. it's a girl.
0: They're like, we are putting glitter on every surface in our house. There will not be, there will be a bow on every piece of furniture we own. And I'm just like, she has no hair. Super I'm like, yo, I'm like yo, I'm like, yo guys. I'm like, hey, hey everybody. Anybody ever heard of the color yellow? Love yellow. So <laughs> fun. Cool. Great color. Green. Awesome color. Awesome. <laughs> Stop it with the blue and pink bullshit. I'm over it. I'm wearing blue and pink right now. Because fuck gender stereotypes, and I'm just so over. Like, I'm sorry, touchdowns or tutus, give me a fucking break, all right? <laughs> fuck off! No, enough. I have had enough of the, the harsh gender stereotypes, and now they're causing wildfires. So I'm red in the face over this, but I'm so I think it's so stop. Listen, I, mean, I, I know think people are
1: not at the at the fire. Let your room. daughter like the- let your
0: daughter like football, and not make a thing of it. Be like, oh, well, she actually really likes football. No, she likes football. It's something she likes. What I'm trying to think of something I like. Right now, football. nothing. <laughs> right now, nothing. No, not even right now. Don't like anything right now. Like, oh, your son really likes, I, I can't even think straight. Your son really likes singing. Cool. Great. Let kids like Good things. Room. Don't make ballet. a big deal of it. Yeah. I did ballet. and I did ballet with boys. And guess what? They were nice and like well behaved and respectful. Male cheerleaders, they probably have a better shot. And good people to be around. They're like good, nice people to be around because they're not put in these boxes. And okay, I'm just gonna, I'm done, I'm done.
1: We hate gender reveal parties. That's (laughs) all you gotta get from that.
0: (laughs) They're just, it's like they're one thing and now they're starting wildfires. So I just feel like we as a society
1: can no, I don't want to say, stop.
0: I don't want to do the joke of like, we as a society have surpassed the need for gender reveal parties. We should have never had them the first place. They weren't, by the way, we need to thing. stop making stupid things to capitalize and make money off of and just stop already, having parties for We no already reason. have Valentine's yeah. Day. Is that not enough for you people? Exactly. Now, what, what more also, do you
1: want from we us? We didn't
0: have gender reveal parties. Our parents were just like, it's a child. And they're like, cool. And that was the end of it. Exactly. My room as a baby was purple and yellow. And guess what? I I rest my case. (laughs) My favorite color is purple now. So you can all... Okay. We're done here. It's It's hot. I'm tired. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm I'm all hot and bothered. This has been... A, another, I think, good episode of successful. Throwing Down. Yeah, successful. This has been another episode of Throwing Down Justin Lily. I'm Lily caffrey Levine. And I'm Just King. And follow us on social media at throwin' underscore down. And it's never just sports. We will see you next time. Have a good one.